This episode is brought to you by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Bomba's vision is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas has designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. The Webb family over here has used them, and we love them. They're comfy, fun-looking, and come in family packs, which is awesome. I've never seen that before. I use my Bombas socks when I go on runs, and they're extremely comfortable. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. And the Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and perfect waist so they hang just right. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash purple rocket and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash purple rocket for 20% off. Bombas.com slash purple rocket. Parents, school's out, summer's here, and the kids are back at home with a lot of free time. Go wild with wonder this summer without school. Enroll in a fun, flexible learning experience with over 140,000 online classes and camps for every kid with any interest. Look, as a fellow parent, I get the pressure of finding something engaging and useful for our kids to do over the summer break. OutSchool can help keep them engaged and their minds stimulating their imaginations firing. They offer every kind of class you can imagine, from entrepreneurship to freestyle dancing to art, even magic lessons. There's something for kids of all ages, grades, and interests. We homeschool in the web house, and we plan to get Aurora and Cohen signed up with some out-school activities to keep them engaged in a fun way and help them explore their talents and maybe discover some new ones. Out-school will have your kids loving to learn and having fun doing it. Head over to outschool.com slash purple rocket and use code purple rocket to learn all about out-school summer programs and save $15 on your child's first class. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash purple rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash purple rocket code purple rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. Hey, Rocketeers, we're in for a special treat this week. I've teamed up with Brad and Betsy Peterson, the founders of Brighter Fun, to bring you this episode that is all about feelings and glowing your feelings. Don't worry, you'll see what I mean. Brad and Betsy created Brighter Fun to create a fun way to help parents connect with their kids and their feelings. They have this super fun game called Animal Chat that we loved playing as a family, and they just came out with a new book called Happy Puppy, Angry Tiger. My almost three-year-old is kind of obsessed with it. Betsy and Brad have a special offer for you Rocketeers. Parents, visit brighterfun.com and use promo code FEELINGS, that's FEELINGS with an S, at checkout to get 30% off. So again, it's brighterfun.com, get the animal chat game, the new book, and enter promo code FEELINGS with an S to get 30% off at checkout. 
After this episode, we'll talk more about feelings, how it's important to understand your feelings and express your feelings, etc. So let's get to it. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Life. Episode 27, A Girl Called Zebra. Lander 5 is widely known as the dullest, least interesting planet in the Whirlpool Galaxy. Nestled between a pair of dying suns and surrounded by several icy blue moons, the planet is largely uninhabited. Its surface is dusty and gray, and its people, the Blanderans, are stiff and emotionless. Even the planet's wildlife, the slithering crocodilies and the roaring two-tailed puffkins had long hidden in their caves, unwilling to surface and face the dull, colorless world they were doomed to roam. The only interesting thing about Blander 5 was a girl. Her name, like all other Blanderin names before her, was a series of letters and numbers, given to show the era and day of birth. This girl was simply called X-98P, but her parents and those closest to her affectionately called her XP for short. XP, unlike the rest of the Blanderins, felt things strongly. Her feelings were so strong, in fact, that they literally showed through her skin. Depending on what she was feeling, her skin would glow the color associated with that feeling. It had been that way for as long as she could remember. XP couldn't control it. No matter how hard she tried to dim the glow, her feelings always shone through. Where are you going? Her father, W32P, asked one dusty morning. He sat at the meal cube, eating his clear container of gray jelly squares, his face expressionless. His hair, like all other Blanderins, was dark and perfectly parted. It is early to go to your classes, is it not? XP stopped at the triangular front door and squeezed the strap on her bag. She suddenly felt nervous, and her skin reacted by glowing a swirl of red and gray. I have an errand to run before classes, she said. Tell mother that I already torched the waste bins. Are you sure everything is okay? Her father asked, mechanically bringing more jelly squares to his mouth with a corkscrew utensil. He looked over her nervous glow. I'm fine, XP assured him. But your glow is... Bye, father. Before her father could say another word, XP ran out the door and headed to school. The massive cubic school loomed at the end of the street like a giant spaceship that had just landed. All of the homes surrounding it were perfect gray pyramids lined with precision and nothing whatsoever to tell them apart. The yards were all gray dirt. The doors, per law, were perfect triangles with little square knobs. Stare down a street long enough and you'll find your eyes playing tricks on you. Early risers were zipping down the roads in their flying spheres on their way to work, which on Blander 5 was usually a boring salt mining job. XP stopped to let a low-flying sphere zoom by. 
Startled, she glowed a blackish brown until the sphere had passed. Gathering herself, she turned down an alley near her school, checked to make sure no one was looking, then crouched down and opened her bag. Her skin glowed an excited yellow as she reached in and pulled out a zebra-patterned trench coat and a pair of red hover skates. She threw on the beautiful striped coat and stepped into the skates. Then, pressing the white buttons on the tongues of the skates, she felt the bottoms of her feet start to vibrate. The ground hummed beneath her. Gray dust bounced in waves under her feet as she lifted off the ground. Whoa! She threw her arms out for balance. It felt as if someone had reached under her shoes and lifted her up in the air. Her glow changed from an excited yellow to a nervous reddish gray and then gradually back to yellow once she got the skates under control. With a hard stepping push, XP glided out of the alley on her red hover skates and cruised up to school. Every dreary looking student turned to see her hover skating through school, her zebra print coat flapping behind her. A bright yellow glow radiated from her as she weaved through the crowded halls and ducked under obstacles. After a few more turns, she came to a stop outside her first class. Her friend YZ, a small boy with perfect slicked back hair, looked her up and down. XP? XP pressed the white buttons on her hover skates and she lowered back down to the ground with a hiss. Call me Zebra, she said, stepping into class, her skin now glowing a confident orange. YZ followed her over to their desks. Zebra? What's a zebra? Oh, just the coolest animal on planet Earth, Zebra said, taking a seat and casually setting down her bag. YZ glanced over the kids piling into the classroom who were staring at Zebra and frowning. You got that from Earth? he whispered. You know you can't order stuff from that place? They'll report you. And those skates? Yep. Zebra smiled. All of it. Got it all from a website called Bamazon. The shipping pod landed in my backyard last night. Scooped it up, kicked some dust over the crater. Can't even tell it was there. YZ smiled and his skin started to flicker an excited yellow, but he quickly suppressed the feeling and his glow dimmed. Why zebra? he asked. On Earth, they have these animals called horses that look sort of like a zebra, but without the stripes. They're kind of cool and people ride them around, but the zebra? She leaned in. The zebra is different. The zebra can't be tamed. It's wild. It's dazzling. It's me. Just because you glow your feelings doesn't make you wild, YZ said incredulously. Are you kidding? On Blander 5, glowing any feeling is about as wild as it gets. Just watch. At that moment, their instructor, R54P, strutted into the room. He did a double take and stopped in his tracks. X98P. You realize I will have to report you for wearing clothing not permitted in school, the balding teacher said in a monotone voice. My name is Zebra, she replied. Quiet chatter instantly filled the room. Shaking his head, the teacher punched some codes into a keypad on his desk. I have notified the principal, X-98P. 
She and the board will be expecting you after class. Zebra's skin glowed red with anger. Her eyes glanced around at all of the staring kids. Many of them were whispering to each other and criticizing her outfit and her shameless expression of emotion. It wasn't as if she wasn't expecting this reaction. She knew glowing such shameless feelings would bring shock and awe, but she'd hoped she'd at least make it to the end of school before being punished. Either way, she'd already made her decision, and she was going to stand by it. Zebra held her chin up and glowed a dark, defiant red. After class, YZ stopped her just outside. Hey, X. I mean, Zebra. Zebra stopped to look at him. I just... YZ looked over his shoulders and lowered his voice. I just want you to know that I'm proud of you, you know? For not being afraid to show your feelings. For a split second, little YZ let his own feeling of pride flicker through his skin in a brief flash of orangish-yellow. He reached into his pocket and pulled out a silver coin. It's a silver dollar from Earth, he said, handing it discreetly to Zebra. My great-grandpa got it before we weren't allowed to get stuff from there. He gave it to me a few years ago on my birthday. I want you to have it. It's rare, like you. Zebra shook her head and tried to hand it back. I can't take this, YZ. It's too... YZ pushed it into her hand. Consider it a thank you for being a good friend and inspiring me. Who knows, maybe someday I'll be able to glow as bright as you and come to school wearing a cheater coat. Zebra chuckled and glowed a happy yellow. It's called a cheetah, and I'd love that. You're a good friend, YZ. Thank you. I'll treasure it forever. She tucked the coin into the pocket inside her zebra coat and gave it a couple of pats. I better get to the principal's office and hear what my sentence is. Go get him. Zebra pressed the buttons on her hover skates, floated up off the ground, and cruised down the halls to the front office. On her way there, she bumped into R55S, the coolest boy in school. The sudden pain from the collision made Zebra flash black-yellow, but she quickly flushed hot pink as she came eye-to-eye eye with her crush. XP? The tall boy said, looking over her coat and skates. He rubbed his aching shoulder that was just slammed into a nearby wall. Zebra's loving pink glow was shining brighter and brighter. She tried to push it away, but it was like the glow had a mind of its own. I am... my name is... Zebra. <clears throat> I mean... Her skin was almost blindingly pink, and all of the other kids passing by could easily see just how intense Zebra's crush was. She looked down at her skin. This isn't what it looks like. Pink is my feeling color for... for being annoyed. You're annoyed with me right now? The boy raised an eyebrow at her. No! No, no, no way! What? Not did I say annoyed. I meant... stinky? I feel really, really stinky. Zebra's eyes bounced around. What was she even saying? R55S looked just as confused. He gave a few cautious sniffs. <laughs> um, I don't... Hey, R, come on, we're going to be late, called B-22E, the prettiest girl in school. R55 shrugged. Sorry, I gotta go. And I'm sorry you're so... stinky? He turned and headed down the hall, joining hands with the other girl. 
Zebra took a brief moment to glow a jealous green, and then whirled around and hover-skated the rest of the way to the principal's office, her coat whipping behind her. Minutes later, she was sitting in front of a tall cubic desk. Peering down from it was her principal, the most emotionless female on the entire planet, and at her sides were several board members all equally drab. X-98P, the principal announced in her nasally voice. You have broken Blander 5's commerce restriction number 72. No Blanderin shall purchase goods from the unruly planet Earth. You have also broken Statue 1 by expressing an excessive amount of emotion. The large, mean-looking woman frowned down at her. Strong feelings, X-98P, are what could ultimately lead to our planet's demise. Did you know that? Hmm? Do you want to destroy our planet? Zebra scoffed. <laughs> no. Then you will suppress your feelings, hide your glow, and hand over your illegal coat and footwear. If you are caught showing feeling like this again, you will be immediately expelled from this school and forced to continue your education from a learning box. Is that understood? Zebra pictured the cramped learning boxes that bad students were forced to work from, and her skin started to glow a frightened blackish-brown, but she quickly suppressed it before the light could be seen. I understand, she said dully. Good. You may be excused. With her head down, Zebra turned over her striped coat and her red skates and shuffled out of the office. The rest of that day, Zebra endured rude looks and comments from the rest of the kids. Every time she started to glow a feeling, she quickly pushed the light away and avoided the staring students that seemed to be everywhere. After her last class, she found a quiet, secluded place so that she could glow dark blue and cry. She quickly wiped her tears and dimmed her light as the janitor came out of the school carrying a trash cube. Without so much as a hello, he set the cube down at the road and walked back inside. Zebra noticed part of her zebra-patterned coat hanging out from under the lid. She quickly walked over, lifted the lid, and grabbed her coat and skates from the top of the trash. Then, tucking them into her backpack, she ran home. You should have told us, XP, her mother said that night at dinner. You can't just run around the city in earth clothes. Remember what happened when that man was caught wearing toe shoes and biker shorts from earth? Why, he was tackled almost as soon as he left the house. You're special, XP, her father said. They don't understand that. Most Blanderins have forgotten how to feel entirely. You feel things stronger than anyone I've ever known anyone I've ever heard of. These feelings of yours are powerful. They're contagious to those of us who only feel a little. He took a bite of jelly squares. You must have a special connection to the feeling crystal. Zebra stopped chewing. The what? Her parents exchanged a look. The feeling crystal? Her mom repeated. Are they no longer teaching students about the source of all blander and feeling these days? Zebra gaped at them. Her skin shimmered a confused purplish-brown. It is a crystal somewhere deep in the hills, 
that captures and radiates all feeling on Blander 5, her father explained. To glow your feelings like you do, you must have a strong connection to it. Zebra sunk back into her chair. Why had no one told her about this? Could that really be true? A source of all emotion on the planet coming from a single crystal? Wait a second. She sat up. Maybe this was her answer. A solution to all of her problems. She tried embracing her power, but was once again forced to push it away. Maybe if she destroyed this crystal, all of her glowing would stop. All of the dirty looks and mean comments would stop. She would be normal, like everyone else. Zebra couldn't sleep all that night. Her mind was racing with thoughts of journeying into the hills in search of the feeling crystal. What would it look like? What would it feel like? Finally, just before sunrise, she'd made up her mind. She packed some extra food in her backpack, and instead of heading to school, set her course for the eastern hills. Zebra didn't know where to find this so-called feeling crystal. All she knew was that it might exist, and if it was anywhere in the hills, it had to be deep within the eastern hills. The area was known for its ancient relics. Crumbled pyramid remains from forgotten civilizations revealed themselves in scattered glimpses as gray dust blew across the hills. Zebra tightened her bag straps and started hiking up the first hill. An hour later, after climbing up her fourth hill, she came upon a little girl hiding in the shade of a split pyramid. The girl looked as if she was crying, was at least on the verge of tears. Zebra had never seen another blander and almost cry before. She could see that the girl's skin dimly glowed blue and black. The little girl was struggling to glow feeling. Zebra felt her own glow rise to the surface, shimmering a sad blue to match the girl's. She walked over and crouched down next to her. Are you okay? she asked. The girl looked up at her, her eyes so close to forming a tear. I'm lost, she whispered. I can't find my parents. The girl looked at Zebra's glowing feeling surprised. Zebra put her arm around the girl and her skin suddenly shone a compassionate orangish yellow. I'll help you find them, she said. Come on, let's look around. Where did you see them last? Holding the little girl's hand, Zebra hiked around the hill, calling out for the girl's parents. After an hour or so of searching, they finally found them walking out from behind a relic. There you are, Z-42, the girl's mother said, her voice lacking any emotion whatsoever. We have been looking for you, the father added. The little girl hugged her parents and then looked back at Zebra. Thank you for helping me. A faint yellow happy feeling glimmered under her skin. Zebra smiled and glowed yellow too. You're welcome. The parents looked between the two glowing girls with blank expressions and then quickly marched off with their daughter. We must be going. Goodbye, they said abruptly. <laughs> Bye, Zebra called after them. She shook her head and hiked on. Hours later, after finishing her last cube snack, Zebra stopped just before a hill covered in black dirt. A few hills beyond it, she could make out a faint pulsing glow coming from what appeared to be a cave. Could it be? Was she almost to the feeling crystal? 
Her skin glowed an excited red as she ran over the black hill towards the glow. But just as she came over the top, she slid to a stop. Her excited glow faded into a brownish-black hue of fear. She stared down into a swirling whirlpool of dust and rock, blocking her path to the next hill. Zebra's dark, frightened glow intensified. She backed away from the swirling pit. Dirt and rocks churned together and grinded into dust at the center of the whirlpool. Then she saw it. A skinny gray beam stretched across the pit, connecting the two hills. Zebra gulped and glowed a nervous gray. Closing her eyes, she focused on her feelings. She pushed away her fear and let a brave orange glow take its place. She opened her eyes and stared at the beam with determination. Then, stepping onto it, she held out her arms for balance and slowly walked across, one foot over the other. She tried not to let her eyes focus on the furious, churning whirlpool beneath her feet, because every time she did, her confident orange would start to darken into fear. She quickly shook it away and glowed a brighter orange as she concentrated on her steps. Before long, she reached the end of the beam and hopped off onto the next hill. She looked up and saw that she was only a couple hills away from the cave. The glow was getting brighter. She was so close! Zebra was practically running now, kicking up gray dirt with every stride. As she reached the bottom of the last hill, she stopped at the sound of a crying noise. Startled, she looked around and found a little family of two-tailed puffkins trapped in a hunter's cone trap. Zebra had heard of puffkins at school, but had never seen one in person. She imagined them much bigger than these creatures. They were small, with a thick, silky coat of black and white stripes, two tails, four pointy ears, and big, cute eyes. They whined and roared in their cage. I'm sorry, I can't. Zebra glanced between them and the cave at the top of the hill. Her feelings flashed different colors as she struggled to decide what to do. Her eyes stopped on the smallest of the puffkin pups, and her heart melted. Its cuteness was completely disarming. With its fuzzy little head, perfect little paws, and big sad eyes... Zebra's glow suddenly shone a vibrant, loving pink. Oh, that's not fair, she sighed. She ran over and broke open the cage with a nearby rock. The little fuzzy family of critters immediately tackled her and licked her face excitedly, their two tails wagging together like furry scissors. <coughs> Zebra glowed a happy yellow and pink as she cuddled the irresistible creatures. Okay, okay, I, I've got to go. She pried the fur balls off and got to her feet. Brushing the dust off her clothes, she patted their striped little heads and continued up the hill. The last hill was the steepest yet. Zebra could feel her legs and feet start to ache the higher she climbed. Her body glowed deep, tired purple. Zebra never felt so exhausted in her life. Don't worry, she told herself. Pretty soon, you'll never have to feel exhausted again. Huffing and puffing, she reached the top and found herself standing at the mouth of a cave. 
A gentle, colorful glow shimmered across its walls. Zebra's own glow cycled from nervous to excited to curious as she slowly and carefully stepped into the cave. The cave was only one room and spacious, and at the center of it, shining different colors, was a pyramid-shaped crystal. The Feeling Crystal. Zebra gasped when she saw it. It was the most beautiful thing she'd ever seen. It couldn't have looked more out of place among the gray hills of Blander Five. She stepped up to it and gazed into it. The colorful glow within was dimming, only occasionally emitting strong bursts of light. Zebra found that her own glow was synchronizing with it, changing every time the crystal changed, and with it came an outpouring of a whole range of feelings. Some of the feelings she liked, some of them she didn't. One second she was experiencing overwhelming joy, and the next she suddenly felt a great sense of doom. Separating herself from it, she stepped back and picked up a nearby rock. She held it in her hand and thought about all the times kids had looked down on her, all the times they'd criticized her for glowing her feelings. She thought about her principal and her threat of expelling her from school. Holding that last feeling, her glow turned dark and she pulled the rock back to smash it against the feeling crystal. But just before she could strike, she heard a cute little chirp coming from the cave entrance. She stopped herself and turned to see the little adorable family of two-tailed puffkins watching her. They'd followed her up the hill and were now staring at her with their big, cute eyes, their heads tilted. Zebra looked at their black and white striped fur and thought about how much it reminded her of a zebra. She hesitated. Then, reaching down, she unzipped her backpack and pulled out her zebra coat. As she did, a little coin fell from its pocket and spun on the ground. Zebra picked it up. It was the silver dollar her friend YZ had given her. She remembered how she felt when he gave it to her. She remembered how she felt when he said those nice things about her, about how he was proud of her for glowing her feelings. She thought about the loving feeling she had when she hugged her parents, and that rush of excitement she felt when she put on her hover skates for the first time. She thought about her journey over the hills, how brave she felt setting off on her quest. She suddenly realized it was her feelings that allowed her to have compassion on the lost girl and help her find her parents. It was her feelings that helped her have the courage to pass over the whirlpool. And it was her feelings that allowed her to help the adorable little puffkins that were now purring at her feet. Zebra loosened her grip on the rock, and it fell from her hand. Her father was right. She was special. Her feelings were powerful. The emotions were contagious. She didn't need to push them away. She needed to embrace them. Zebra reached out and touched the feeling crystal. The moment her fingers made contact, it glowed a bright, happy yellow. And as expected, her skin glowed along with it. Brilliant yellow light filled the entire cave, and the puffkins chirped excitedly. Zebra was overcome with the most incredible feeling of happiness. 
The feeling made her radiate brighter than the luster of Blander Five's two suns combined. They spread to the little critters next to her, who were now jumping with joy. Zebra stepped back from the bright feeling crystal and put on her zebra coat. Then, one by one, she put on her red hover skates and pressed the white buttons. Her feet and legs vibrated as the skates lifted off the ground. The pupkins sniffed the skates and then quickly backed away. Zebra gazed out the mouth of the cave and smiled. In a streak of light, she shot out the cave and flew down the steep hill. She weaved between boulders and jumped over the cone cage below, doing a 360 spin in the air before landing. Gray and black dust swirled behind her like a thick jet stream, streaking up and over the hills. Zebra kicked her legs, pushing her faster and faster and faster, her zebra coat whipping furiously behind her. She reached the massive whirlpool, jumped a dust bank, and clicked the white buttons on her skates as she grabbed her feet with one hand. Her skates landed on the beam and she grinded sideways across it, not even blinking at the hungry, roaring pit below her. She reached the end of the long beam, kicked off, pressed the white buttons again in midair to reignite the hover and blasted down the next hill. People in town were starting to notice something in the eastern hills. To them, it looked as though a fiery meteor was rocketing towards them. But instead of panicking, the Blanderins turned their attention to their skin. They were starting to glow. Only dimly at first, but the closer Zebra came to the city, the brighter their glow became. Kids at school poured out into the courtyard to watch the spectacle and marveled at their skin that was gradually starting to shine. A yellow light flickered across Blander 5 and Blanderins gasped at the sudden happy feeling that swept over them. Zebra hit the last hill with so much speed that her glowing body launched over the first few rows of pyramid houses. Everyone watched in what felt like slow motion as Zebra held out her arms and did a graceful backflip over a flying sphere. She landed down the side of a large pyramid house and ramped up and over the next one, doing a spin grab midair. As her glowing light streaked through the city, everyone around her started to glow and cheer. Most glowed yellow with excitement. A couple glowed an angry red as she blasted through their rock gardens. And glowing brightest of all were her parents, who cheered the loudest as she shot up and over the houses and buildings around them. Beaming a bright yellow and a proud orange, Zebra's best friend YZ ran across town and stopped next to the marveling crowd. Woohoo! he cheered. Their principal staggered up next to him, out of breath, her skin glowing a sick green and a fearful gray. Is that... She gazed over the pointed rooftops. Is that X-98P? YZ shook his head and smiled. Nope, that's my friend Zebra. At the end of town, Zebra reached the top of a hill and stopped. Wisps of smoke curled around her hover skates. Her zebra coat flapped to her side. Her feelings glowed brighter than ever. She caught a glimpse of something and looked up. There was a long silvery object floating high in the sky above. What is that? She wondered. If she didn't know any better, she would say it was a train of some sort. A flying train. 
the long object lingered for a moment, and then, in a sudden streak of light, it zipped off towards the stars. Zebra watched it vanish in awe, but her feelings of excitement only grew as she turned her attention back to the city below and saw colorful little dots of feeling twinkle down every street. Hey, Rocketeers, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Life. It's been a really long time since we visited Life, and this was a great opportunity to team up with Betsy and Brad Peterson. And in case you didn't notice, Rocketeers, obviously the space train made a little cameo there, (laughs) did it on purpose uh, to get you ready for the season two that's coming your way. I thought the setting was kind of a perfect plug into what's going on in Space Train season two, so stay tuned, Rocketeers. So this week, I teamed up with Brad and Betsy Peterson on this episode because their company, as I said at the beginning, Brighter Fun is all about feelings. They're our resident experts on the topic, so I wanted to ask Brad and Betsy, why is it important for kids and the kids and all of us to recognize and understand our feelings, our emotions? That's a great question, Greg. Something we know is that the more vocabulary and words you have to describe your feelings and emotions... Actually, the more feelings and emotions you can feel. So this helps you connect better with your friends and your family and loved ones, and also helps you better understand what other people are going through and be able to build your empathy for others. You know what? I love that, and it's so true. I see this firsthand in my home. Our kids are young, and every day there are moments when they have a really hard time finding the words to express their feelings. The emotions in this house can be pretty intense sometimes. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate. So it's it's nice to have something that helps uh, us express our feelings. And you guys, Brad and Betsy, have developed a, a game and book for kids to help with that, right? Yeah, that's right. We have a game called Animal Chat. And just last week, we published our new book, Happy Puppy, Angry Tiger. And... It can be so fun for a kid and a grown-up to spend some time together just talking about their feelings. And the book and her game are both great ways to do that. Rocketeers, the Animal Chat game is awesome. There are multiple games you can play with these cards. But the game that we really enjoyed playing as a family was identifying the emotion on the card and then sharing an experience of a time when we felt that emotion. And that was really cool. It was really powerful. It helped us kind of uh, not just better understand the way our kids feel in uh, in certain situations and experiences, but um, kind of help. it's just a bonding moment, right? To kind of be vulnerable and talk about your feelings um, and share these experiences. And even, you know, my younger kids uh, got into it. It was, it was fun. It was fun. And to the point where they asked, you know, to play it again. Um, and we have yet to play the version where we kind of uh, build a story from the cards. Anyway, it's so cool. Really cool. Rocketeers, check it out. Just the animal chat game, brighterfun.com. And also their new book, Happy Puppy, Angry Tiger. My soon-to-be three-year-old was obsessed with it. It's funny, right when we opened it up, uh, my three-year-old, my almost three-year-old came running up, grabbed it, and hugged it. 
against his chest. He's like, I love this book. And he ran off, and I'm just like, well, well, maybe we should read it first before you uh, come to a conclusion. But guess what? We read it that night, and he loved it. We read it again. He wanted to read it again, and he picked it the other night, too. Um, it's just really cute. I was a little disturbed when he got to the sad mouse page, and he started laughing at it. I'm like, oh, great. Is my kid going to grow up to be some supervillain or something? Like, why is this sad mouse making you happy? Anyway, it was kind of hilarious. But we had a lot of fun with it. It's a good book. And again, Rocketeers, use promo code FEELINGS with an S, FEELINGS, to get 30% off at checkout when you go to brighterfun.com and support what they're doing. It's awesome. I love that you've developed something that brings families together. And thank you so much, you guys, for teaming up with me on this one. Thanks so much, Greg. We love Purple Rocket Podcast and everything you do. Our family loves it. Our kids love it. We listen to it wherever we go, in the car, at home, while we're working on projects. We recommend it to everyone. Yeah, we just think you're the coolest. Every time you do the new voices, we're like laughing out loud. It's always so much fun. So we just feel so happy to be a part of it. Thanks so much. You're so welcome. Thank you guys again for joining the show. Rocketeers, check it out. Brighterfun.com. Promo code FEELINGS with an S. Uh, my personal favorites with the animal chat game uh, and the book Happy Puppy, Angry Tiger. Check it out. Brad wrote the book and Betsy did her illustrations and you guys, the illustrations are great. And Betsy was kind enough to do an amazing illustration for this episode. So that just gives you a little preview of her cool style. So check out the artwork she did for this episode. It's amazing. Thank you so much, Betsy. It's awesome. And thank you, Rocketeers, for checking back and listening to the show. If you're looking for a way to support the show, you can always go to patreon.com slash purplerocketpodcast. And thank you so much for all the patrons out there who are already supporting the show. It's amazing. Don't forget to check back next time, Rocketeers. This is your host, Greg Webb.